0: same political or review podcast instead this is a podcast about current events sports technology life and yes whiskey so pour yourself a good drink or if you're driving or working just imagine yourself doing so and join me chad hasty and matt martin for this week's current and cask let's head out to nashville that's where matt martin is matt what is happening in Nashville, Tennessee,
1: <laughs> not much. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah, tis the
0: season uh, for Thanksgiving, and uh, so I, I guess you know for for you guys are y'all having like a big family get together? What are you What are you doing there in Nashville?
1: Oh, Chad, I'll be honest with you. I'm doing whatever my wife's doing.
0: You have no idea. You've got no, no clue. Idea.
1: I'm just. I'm gonna go with it, and we're gonna. You know what? I'm I'm off on Thursday, and you know yeah. I know she's off, so we'll we'll find we'll we'll figure something out.
0: Are you hosting or are you going? Do you know that?
1: No, no, I really don't. Oh so, no. My assumption is that her mom will come over, and it'll just be you know the seven of us with my four kids. Yeah. But then again, her mom has a bunch of sisters, and they may just be like. Oh, hey aunt so and so invited us out. We're all going over to her house. Who knows? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's you, you've uh You have got,
1: you've got uh, a mother-in-law with aunts?
0: You, we do. We well, do. I mean, yeah. Well, you
1: you have aunt. Your your wife has aunts.
0: And so we uh what we are doing, we are hosting uh Thanksgiving this year. And which we've never hosted before. But uh, we were we were we were sort of told that we're hosting Thanksgiving this year. That somehow it's just ended up at our house. I don't know how that happened. I don't uh, know. Oh, I, know uh, I already how we got know. volunteered for that.
1: It's because you have a compound that's supposed to become the family compound.
0: Yeah, but you know,
1: but it's not right now.
0: It's not right now.
1: It's your compound right now. <laughs>
0: It's the Fortress of Solitude. <laughs> <That's
1: the right laughs> not, <animal. laughs> not next Thursday. It won't be.
0: Oh no! So we're gonna have uh, so so not only so we have uh, my wife's family coming over, uh, you know her mom and dad and uh, her brother, and then uh, her aunt and uh, uncle coming over, cousin, couple, uh, cousin and her husband and their kid. They're all coming over. And then my parents are actually coming in. Uh, how old are from these Dallas. kids?
1: What's that? How old are these kids?
0: I don't know how old the kid is. I'm going to say, I don't know. He's young. I, I Three, guess, four. I don't know. I have no idea.
1: I am guess I'm wondering uh, yeah. if your house is going to get torn up.
0: No, no, I don't think so because I think I mean we have a fenced-in yard. So I mean, we could just put the kid outside, right? Sure, I don't care. And they can burn off energy. I mean, there's it's not like there's any major. We don't have a major street crisscrossing us or anything, so well, we're fine.
1: Chase some rabbits or something.
0: Yeah, chase some rabbits. Uh, Luna, the German Shepherd's going to be out there, so uh, they they can you know they can have fun. I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, that's that's what's going to be going on at uh, at our place see my uh my parents they're actually uh they're they're getting back uh from from vacation they've been in florida
1: oh so they're, they're going from one vacation to another
0: yeah they really are well and this was kind of my idea that uh because my mom goes all out whenever she whenever we do thanksgiving at my mom and dad's whether it's thanksgiving day or the day after thanksgiving doesn't matter my mom goes all out okay she's she's cooking she's baking She's doing all kinds of stuff. Well, they're getting in just a few days before Thanksgiving. And my mom is a big planner. Uh, And so I can already tell she was getting a little bit stressed on (laughs) how to plan Thanksgiving and, you know, the trip and all that kind of stuff. And I said, why don't you all just come up here for a couple of days? You don't have to cook anything. But you you come up to Lubbock. You get here on a Thursday. Uh, We watch football. We watch the parade, dog shows. All that kind of good stuff and, and you just chill out here. So that's what they're gonna do.
1: Yeah, it sounds like fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's uh we 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 are gonna talk a little bit about uh Thanksgiving besides the Star Thanksgiving plans. We've got some Thanksgiving topics, including uh some different some different wine that you may uh want to uh to have or types of wine you may want to have uh when you uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving turkey. Uh favorite sides, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, we also have The Price of Turkey, a news story on that uh, today. And what we like to do here on the podcast, if you're new to the podcast, we like to talk about current events, a little politics here and there, sports, technology. And we also review whiskey mm. here on the podcast. And uh, Matt, you're going to introduce what uh, what we're reviewing today.
1: So you forgot to tell them we drink it throughout the whole show. So it's so we also much drink more during fun. the show. Yes, that's so much that's more part fun. Of,
0: that's really the excuse that we use to drink.
1: Yeah, right. So we are drinking balcon or balcones. I've been yes. told over and over that that's how you say it. So I'll I'll go there. Balcones, brimstone. Now, oh. now a few things about this. It's. Uh, a hundred percent blue corn. I had to work hard to find that out because it's, um, they do say on the bottle that it's made from roasted blue corn. But other than that, they give you no other information on the bottle. One thing I love is when bottles give you more information. So that's strike number one. Sorry, but uh, I do love Balcones. Um, I love their, their alcohol. Everything I've had from them has been really good. And so, uh, anyway, just, uh, it's made from, Uh, roasted blue corn, and their description is this one-of-a-kind whiskey is smoked with sun-baked Texas scrub oak. So Mm. I'm assuming scrub oak is going to be like maybe branches and leaves and stuff that have been cut off or some kind of scrub uh, using our own secret process. So they don't want you to know how they do it. It's a secret, Matt. But I'll tell you, it reminds me... uh, uh um just the, the the it's it's smoky and yeah. and you can smell it and uh it's they call it bold yet balanced and so I don't want to give too much away but uh it you, you know I like uh you know some peated single malts this is yeah. more like a whiskey but uh you know I I kind of I kind of like smoke so we'll see what happens yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, we'll get to that at the uh, the, the the full the full in depth review at the uh, end of the podcast uh, today, and of course, uh, one thing that I really like about Balcones, Matt is that uh, they they keep coming out with you know different you know the, I guess they they're different types uh, you know different selections uh, of their whiskey, and all of them have been just home runs. I, yeah. I mean, they they really haven't had a dud or anything like that.
1: So what their base stuff, so most of their biggest sellers, as far as I know, is uh, a bourbon and a 100% corn whiskey called uh, True Blue and a younger version of that called Baby Blue. Those are kind of their big staples, kind of what they started with. And they use corn from New Mexico that's a blue corn. So it's uh, kind of a native corn which they believe gives it more of a a little different flavor. So that's kind of where they kind of laid their foundation. But almost everything that's been brand new coming out of there has been an American malt. They don't necessarily advertise it as that, but they've been coming up with some just fantastic one-offs. In other words, the ones that they just, they only do one of, and then next year they don't do it anymore. And so, yeah. if you can find one that is not in their base collection, because I don't know—I I mean, they come up with you know probably four or five a year. If you can find one, they're usually about eighty, ninety dollars, but they are yeah. fantastic. Every one I've had.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, so we started uh, talking about Thanksgiving because uh, Thanksgiving is uh, this week. It's it it is it is upon us. The uh, the the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, are you a big Thanksgiving guy? Do you like Thanksgiving? Do you just... Are you kind of like... Eh, whatever. Where Where do you fall?
1: Yeah, I kind of. I It's like this prequel to Christmas, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. you you get the food, you get the, a little bit of the family, and yeah. you get that. It's not quite the the Super Bowl, but it's just it's right there.
0: It's like tailgating for Christmas. Thanksgiving yes, is exactly. your tailgate, and and so yeah, <laughs>
1: yes. I, I love it. Uh, Chris now between between Thanksgiving and Christmas is yeah. when you got to worry about getting presents and getting ready for everybody and and uh, he, he, you're right it is like tailgating because it's like the start
0: yeah yeah well it's it's it, it, that and then you've got the mad dash between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas you know to to get all the you know if you're gonna uh, do like, uh, you know, the outdoor lights or all that. You got to get everything up. You got to do everything quickly. Uh, because if you don't have the lights up by basically the week after Thanksgiving, what's the point? Because you only got a couple weeks left. And so you might as well just wait until next year to do it. Uh, I love that idea. Yeah.
1: I, yeah we're I'll just wait probably... until next year to do it.
0: Yeah, I know. And and so I probably waited a little bit too long uh, this year. Because I've got to get. They're not we've up got yet. Got a metal roof. Well, we got a metal roof, and I, I did not know that with a metal roof comes uh, special clips that you have to get for the metal roof. Oh
1: right, right. yeah,
0: yeah. I did not know this as a new uh, metal roof homeowner. Uh, I did not. I didn't even think about it. I was just going with the. Oh, I've got clips. I've got lights. We're good to go. I have to buy some some more lights because the the roof is a little bit longer than the old roof the the the, the trim and uh, and then i went oh 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 boy oh this is not gonna work because we do have some areas with gutters not gonna use the gutter uh, clips but no now for the rest of it uh, i've got to get the magnetic clips and those can be a little pricey Matt.
1: yeah they can get they can get up there
0: yeah a lot more so, expensive uh, than
1: those little plastic dinky ones that you can t- you know put on shingles
0: Yes, exactly, and so uh, it, it it'll probably be uh, an acquired thing through uh, next year of uh, preparing for uh, for Christmas uh, next year of uh, accumulating everything uh, that I need, which is fine, which is you know that, that that's fine. Uh, but uh, I'm still going to do some tree wrapping, going to wrap some trees and some lights, and uh, do a few a uh, few more a uh, few more things outdoors. My uh, in laws. They bought uh, the magnetic lights that were, where you don't have to use clips. They're just magnetic already. And so uh, down the fence line, there's uh, basically thousands of lights. Nice. <laughs> it's already. I mean, it's just so many lights. Uh, over the archway, we've got the, the wreath up already. They, they, they did a, a great job of that, but it's just a huge amount of lights uh, that they had to put up. Like, I think... I think 2,500 lights, maybe. I don't know. But it's a lot of lights. lights. It's a lot of lights uh, that they had to put up. It's oh, it kind of outlines our fence and then the shared fence that goes down the driveway, which is funny because directly across from us and where we all got the idea, the neighbors do the exact same thing. So, yes, we're absolutely copying them, though they do not have a wreath on the archway uh, of their driveway. Oh, so and uh, they have their own little family compound. They've got uh, two homes next door to each other, and they have a shared driveway and all that kind of good stuff. And one house has uh, red lights, the other one has blue lights, and then shared down the middle, white. So they're very patriotic with the red, white, and blue.
1: Yeah, I mean, there you go. I mean, are you? No,
0: we would do uh, the red and white. Uh, if if uh, if we do put up lights this year, it'll be a mixture of red and white. I'm a big uh, white light fan, you know? Just, oh, yeah. Just yeah, white it's light. It's so clean. It's, it's clean. It's beautiful. Uh, my wife likes a little color, a little spice uh, in there. And so uh, over the last uh, couple of uh, years, I, I've relented and I put some red bulbs in there. So I go okay. basically a three white light two red light uh pattern when uh when putting up the lights.
1: Yeah, so uh have gotta make your wife happy.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh yeah that's that's basically what we're looking at. And I'll probably get that done uh maybe maybe this uh, between uh now and this uh, upcoming weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, I'll get the at least the trees wrapped and all that kind of good stuff. Since yeah. I'm gonna be completely off of work. For the next week.
1: No, you just think you, you, just think you are.
0: <laughs> That's probably right. I just think I am. How about this? Turkey prices have fallen in time for Thanksgiving. Uh, they say that uh, the American Farm Bureau Federation reported Wednesday the average Thanksgiving dinner for 10 people will cost $61.17. Just under $6.20 a person. That sounds low.
1: You say $6 a person?
0: Yeah, $6 a person. $6.20 a person.
1: Yeah, that's not bad.
0: Yeah. Uh but I guess the bird, you know, $61.17. That's a lot. Uh, 10 people, $61. No, the the bird isn't 61 bucks. The, the bird is Yeah, you know, it's up there, but you know, it depends on how many sides they're factoring in, I think. Uh they well, said in according to sides? the federation, a Sixteen pound turkey will cost twenty seven dollars and thirty five cents. That's not bad.
1: No, no, that's not bad. Uh, weren't they worse than that a couple of years ago?
0: Yeah, like weren't they like uh, way
1: up there, like forty dollars?
0: Yeah, they were up there, and then uh, but it's still twenty five percent higher than that uh, it cost back in twenty nineteen.
1: Oh, so before COVID yeah. and before all of the inflation.
0: Thanks, Joe. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Bidenomics striking on that one. Uh, they said this year's survey found that uh, prices have dropped an average of 2 to 18% for stuffing mix, frozen pie crust, whipped cream, frozen peas, whole milk, fresh cranberries. Love fresh cranberries, by the way, and uh, miscellaneous ingredients. At the same time, prices are up 2 to 4% for dinner rolls, pumpkin pie mix, sweet potatoes. And carrot and celery veggie trays, which we don't have any of that.
1: Okay no, that, that's not. Uh, that's uncooked food. Who's
0: bringing the carrot and celery veggie tray uh, to Thanksgiving? Get out of here.
1: Uh, it's the single guy that doesn't know what else to bring.
0: <laughs> single guy's going to bring like hot wings or pizza. He's not going to bring the, the carrot and celery because the, the single guy is going to be like, you know what? If no one else wants to eat this, I will
1: maybe that's the single guy you you bring hot wings i'm gonna eat them
0: the single the single guy is like you know what they're gonna eat their turkey i'm gonna bring in uh, a ribeye and let's see what happens
1: you know a lot of people do have something different i mean i love it here uh i know in texas it was all about the brisket but here it's the pork shoulder like i hear keep hearing people we do it we're gonna do a pork shoulder like yeah "Eh, i miss texas Where's the where's the beef? Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, I've uh, I have a friend doing a prime rib for uh, for friends. At least it's beef, doing a prime right? rib I love it. I think it's great. I think uh, it's it's a it's a it's a, the, here's the only problem. And you can kind of get away with it with a prime rib. Is when you have so many people to cook for. Yeah. Yeah. Not everyone's going to be happy with the you know the way their steaks cooked or anything like that. You throw the turkey out there and you're just like, go, you go. You get your dark meat. You got your white meat. Just be happy. Yeah. I think we have ham as well. Like at our, uh, at our gathering, I think I've heard a rumor that we're going to have ham.
1: We, we normally have ham. Now, like I said, if we're only, if there's only going to be seven of us, we probably won't have ham. But normally when it used to be like the big family in, in Lubbock, um, we would always have ham and. Yeah. It, they would do a spiral ham and oh, hem, and that. they would, yeah, they would cook it with the um, the brown sugar and yes. uh, pineapple.
0: A little honey baked ham, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, oh, that's what I'm talking about. Like when I was a kid, screw the turkey, I'm all about the uh, honey baked ham. That's what I was eating.
1: I, I wouldn't blame you at all.
0: No. Uh, let's see. Uh, so yeah, that's a good news, I guess, that, uh, the price of, uh, gobble, gobble turkeys are coming down. We're going to have two turkeys. We're going to have a fried turkey and then some other special turkey.
1: Special turkey?
0: Yeah. I it's, don't know.
1: It's not like a non-meat turkey, is it? Like one. No, thing in a no not, not like a
0: tofu turkey or anything like that. No, that'd be. <laughs> you,
1: you scare me when you say something not at, special.
0: Not at this house. I don't think so. If someone was like, "Hey, can we bring a tofu turkey in your house?" No, I don't think so. You can sit outside. Go sit out on the uh, go sit out on the street and think about what you've just said. <laughs> you can't bring that here. No. Oh, uh, and then uh, I'm actually I'm Matt. I'm actually going to cook some uh, a couple of things. What
1: are you going to cook?
0: Bacon. I'm actually I'm going to cook the uh, my my world famous. Sausage cheese muffins uh, that I. Uh, oh, I okay. And then I'm going to try a corn casserole. A what? Corn oh, soufflé casserole.
1: I thought you. I heard a P there.
0: No, not a porn casserole. That like, would be different know. and not like, very what did family you friendly. Say,
1: Chad Hasty.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna know. have a porn. A porn soufflé casserole uh, that'll be served at the house. It's it's going to be quite something. Right after the prayer, uh, we're going to say, "Here's the porn casserole." Uh, amen. Dig in and, uh, and see what everybody thinks. No, corn, corn.
1: Okay, because everyone I'm, likes corn. Every everyone loves corn.
0: Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll let you know how that goes.
1: Yeah. Uh, you, be a you could save me a piece if you wanted to
0: i could i could absolutely
1: i mean hey, i'm on my um, way right i mean very soon
0: very soon you'll be on your way to lubbock uh how about the you found this story uh walmart and costco along with other companies are apparently rethinking their uh self-checkout lines matt
1: mm-hmm. i wonder why
0: are you surprised by this
1: uh well walmart yes all right, like I have a really hard. They spent so much money and put so much into it, but Costco. I mean, they're bad. When you go to Costco, how do you have less than like a giant basket full of stuff? I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, it's one of those things that I just can't see how they even had self checkout in the first place.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see the uh, article here. This is uh, from M- uh, CNN. Uh, Headline, Walmart, Costco, other companies rethink self-checkout. A British supermarket chain called Booth's said it's removing self-checkout stations in all but two of its 28 stores in the United States. Walmart, Costco, Wegmans, and other chains have also revised their self-checkout strategies. Quote, our customers have told us this over time as self-scan machines uh, that we've got in our stores can be slow, unreliable, and obviously impersonal. Uh, Booth's managing director, Nigel Murray, of course, British, uh, told the BBC. Customers also frequently misidentified which fruits and vegetables they were buying when prompted at a (laughs) self-checkout machine. Oh, I can see how that would be a pain in the
1: butt. Well, it's definitely. So if you're a grocery store and you go up there with a bunch of fruits and vegetables, I wouldn't even go to a self-checkout at that point. Yeah. Because uh, they, they also said so alcohol
0: long. purchases were not as smooth at the self-checkout because it always had to verify customers' ages. Well, of course, yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, I've had it where, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm 43, so I don't look like a spring chicken or anything. No, you don't. But I can tell you right now, multiple times they've come up and they haven't even checked my ID. They just like scan the card and move on.
0: Yeah, you're fine, sir. And don't I Don't worry.
1: I don't blame them because seriously, <laughs> how long? I mean, you've got the line of 100 people behind, and then you got this guy that just decided he needed a bottle of wine. And they I mean, it's almost like they don't want to mess with you.
0: Uh, self checkout expanded in supermarkets in the early 2000s. The stores looked to cut costs during the pandemic. Many shoppers used self-checkout for the first time to minimize close interaction with employees. And other customers, I don't buy that.
1: No, that's uh, But lie. now
0: retailers are rethinking self-checkout. They've found self-checkout leads to higher merchandise losses from customer errors and intentional shoplifting known as shrink. Yeah, shrink. The uh, human cashiers ringing up customers. Well, listen, here's the deal. I've heard from a lot of people, and it's sort of generational because if they are our age or younger, Matt, Mm-hmm. I think most people are okay with self checkout. And uh, depending on how many items they have and everything else, they really do don't care. That. You know, it, it's it, they're, they're fine not talking to anyone and not the people who are a little bit older uh, than us, uh, folks who are, let's say, in their, their 50s, definitely 60s and 70s and above, they do not like self checkout. Uh, they want, especially at a grocery store where they're used to that. Uh, you know, that one, that, that, that personal communication, Hey, how you doing? You know, uh, you know, do you want plastic paper or whatever? There are people who like that. There are people who like that communication and that, that little, little nice touch there.
1: Well, you know, my thing. um, So if you're doing self-checkout, then why should they pay a check, someone to check you out? So you literally are taking someone's job away when you use self-checkout.
0: Yeah, and you're not getting a discount. Like that would be my deal is, uh, and, and that's what I'm a fan of. Yeah. All right, fine. Give me self checkout, ten percent off. I want ten percent off my my uh, tab.
1: They'd have people lining up for self checkout at that point. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, yeah.
0: even five percent. Give me five percent off. Three percent, I'd be fine with that. Give people a discount for going and and checking out uh, their uh, their their stuff because that's the big pushback that I get is. Uh, why should I have to why should I have to do someone's job? Like why when I'm going up there and I'm checking out, why do I need to bag my own stuff, check out everything, and I'm still paying more than I was paying when I went through a line and somebody was doing it for me. Exactly. So give me a discount. And I I think people would be okay with that. If you said, Hey, we're gonna give you a three now, of course the stores would build back that back that into the price and everything else. So you're really not gonna get a discount.
1: Exactly. But, no, that's true too.
0: If just lie about it, entertain us a little bit. Uh, if you're going to put the uh, self checkout, the the fact is, self checkouts are good for a small amount of items. If you're going through ten items or less, fantastic. I don't need to talk to anybody. Bloop, 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 bloop. Scan it and I'm on my way. It's a pain in the butt if you're buying alcohol, uh, or if there's one little slip up, if there's one little mess up, and the machine just shuts down and you got to wait. For somebody to come over and scan their card, it's just it's just annoying.
1: Well, I like the way some grocery stores do it. They do it for like 15 items or less or 25 items or less or something like that. Because if you go to an actual grocery store and you have a basket full of food and you go to a self-checkout, it's going to take you a year to move on. Well, I don't even understand why they would want that in the first place. But Walmart, they don't they don't like having the checkout counters open. Yeah. I don't know if you've gone. I mean, I know you've gone at some point and you'll walk in and there for a while, even when they didn't have all the check, the self checkouts they have now, now they essentially just push everybody there. But back when they, they would have one checkout, maybe two checkout lines open and you've got like 20 people lined up on either one of them.
0: That's crazy.
1: So I, I don't know. That's why I, I mean, even if Walmart decided to move away from them, I think they would keep them around because I'm not going to hire
0: all those people back.
1: No. Well, on top of that, especially for the price that they're having to pay people now. Yeah. I mean, they're looking at fifteen, twenty dollars an hour just to get someone to stand there and watch other people check themselves out.
0: Yeah. Oh, what a horrible job! It's terrible. <laughs> and then uh and then of course, you know, I'm sure they're not happy with me when I get on the air and tell people, remember, if you're at a Walmart store or any other store not including Costco or Sam's where it's a membership deal, but if you're uh if you're at any store, you can just walk out like you don't have to wait in a line and show them your receipt. You can just walk out and basically dare them to call the cops on you. And everything else, because that's another point that people get mad about at a Walmart is now I have to stand in line to get out of the store and I have to show my receipt. No, you don't. You just leave.
1: Well, and the people, I mean, honestly, the people that work there don't care.
0: Now, very few do.
1: You you walk out and you didn't pay for it. Now, I would never do this, but let's just say you did. The person standing there checking receipts isn't going to be like running and tackling you or something. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, if they do anything at all, they might yell for a manager or something. Maybe. Maybe.
0: And that's if you're taking like a big TV. Like, that's to be very obvious, I think, for them to go, "Hey, wait a minute, that's not right. What are you doing?" Yeah. But I don't know that. It'll, that I think that'll make some people happy uh, if they are uh, if they are indeed uh, changing that around. How about this? Uh, One in eight people, a lot of people will be traveling these days, Matt, you know, uh, during the holiday season. One in eight people don't check in with loved ones when they travel.
1: Oh, you mean like before and after?
0: Yeah. So uh, while one in four always keep in touch with loved ones when traveling, 24%, one in eight, admit they rarely or never do and enjoy their time away. That according to a new survey about the habits of 2,000 Americans who traveled abroad within the past five years. The survey also shows more than half of Americans who travel internationally require recovery time when they first get there at 58%, and coming back home uh, is not uh, any easier as the average person spends four days in recovery mode after the trip ends.
1: I will admit, first off, yeah. that if I didn't have people that knew I was going from point A to point B, I'm not someone who would just send people text. oh, I'm here, I'm here, I'm on my way, I'll be there this time, or you know what, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, my parents, though, if they know I'm coming, they'll want, they'll say, give me an update, or, you know, they'll text me, different things like that. Um yeah. My wife's mom will ask actual questions. Have you passed this point? Have you passed this point? And my wife will text her back. But me personally, I, I don't know if it's because of my personality or what I'm like, I'll get there when I get there.
0: Yeah. So I know when I, like when we travel to DFW to see my family, they know about, you know, I'll text them. Hey, when we you know, when we're hitting the road, you know, I let them know when we're hitting the road. And they know what the drive should be. And so usually about eh, four and a half hours in, you know, they'll text, Hey, where are you at? You know, how's the drive going? Where are you? Where Where are you?
1: You'll be like about to knock on your door.
0: And, and yeah, it kind of depends, kinda so depends I know how you on, drive. on where we are and uh, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and, and, and now with, I mean, the iPhone, I just send my mom, the uh, my location <laughs> just be like okay I'm, for the next hour you can follow my location that helps that's fun i like that uh for a family but this is about okay. like traveling abroad uh i know when like when we've gone on cruises and stuff maybe it's different cuz you know you're on a ship and you're in the middle of the sea there's not we don't get the internet package so whatever Jennifer and i when we go on uh a, a cruise we never get the the wifi package or internet package. Cause when we're away, we're away. And so, um, uh, but we'll check in, like I'll check in with my, uh, my family sometimes at a different port that does have wifi and I'll send a quick, Hey, we're, we're here. We're at this location and, and all that kind of good stuff. So I, yeah, we check in, we definitely do the, when we land and when we take off that type of check-in, you know, let everybody know the flight got there. You know safely, yeah so i I think we'd be the the in the one in four group that would do it uh respondents begin uh prepping fifteen days before an international trip, okay, okay, uh well, more than half say they physically prepare themselves by practicing their steps or going to the doctor beforehand. other popular ways that people prepare for an international travel by making copies of important documents that's that's me. Uh, arranging to have cell phone service and purchasing travel insurance uh, when they travel, respondents identify the planner more than any other personality type, sixteen percent uh, claiming that they're the one who plans most of the trip and keeps everyone on time. Fourteen percent say they're the tourist who always wants to see the sites while thirteen percent are the foodie the foodie uh, foodie who is always interested in. New cuisine I mean one in eight it meant to be the wanderer who does not stick to any plan whatsoever and finds their own way
1: <laughs> i mean I, I like the thought of being a foodie, but if you went i mean international sometimes food scare me a little bit when you're talking about international foods. It's according to where we are
0: yeah, yeah, I don't know I like to I like to try um I would be the the foodie and the planner. I'd be a mix of those two because I I plan, but I I don't want every single day and every single minute planned out to where we got to be doing this. We got to be doing that. We got to be doing this. There are some days where I just like to sit down uh, by the pool or at a beach and uh, or if we're in the mountains and just do nothing. Yeah. Have a drink. Have a cigar, have a bourbon.
1: When you're, and, you're there for vacation,
0: right? Exactly. But I don't. I know people who they've got to be busy the entire time while they're on vacation. They want to go and see, uh, you know, everything they can see about a place. And like when we went to Hawaii a couple of years ago, we kind of did the mix of okay, there are going to be a couple of days where it's it's sort of packed, we're full. You know, going and seeing things and then there's gonna be some days where we're just gonna hang out on the beach and at the pool and we're gonna have some drinks. And and I kinda of like that. It's kind of a nice little mix between the uh between the two.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean if you don't have time to relax, then you're gonna be one of those guys that needs the uh the recovery time when you get home.
0: Yeah. I still take about a day
1: usually. Like we get I mean, back from a vacation, you, you I'll take want, an extra day. You want to take a day? I probably won't when I come back here. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I normally do take at least one day, just to. It's almost like you got to get your bearings. You got to get back yeah. in in a rhythm before you go and put yourself at work.
0: Like we're gonna be going to Las Vegas in February, and. Like we're not getting back to Lubbock until it's like that last flight of the night gets in at like 1030 or 11, Yeah. <laughs> somewhere around then. And uh, I've just decided, yeah, I'm going to take that next day off, too. <laughs> just go ahead and take it off. Even though the show's not until the evening, eh, just go ahead and take it off yeah. and, uh, and, and, and start fresh, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, why I enough? can see why, though.
0: Yeah. You want a full day. You want a day just to uh to kind of catch up on everything. Okay, here we go. Uh oh. Let's throw a little politics into this, Matt. I think you and I have talked about this person running for president, maybe not running for president in the past.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh this from the Washington Examiner. Joe Rogan recently visited with Dwayne The Rock
1: Johnson. Ah. Uh. It's it's his uh, TV show. He's gotta pretend like he's gonna run for president. No,
0: he's not pretending. He said one of the parties came to visit me at the end of last year, asking me to run. Johnson told Rogan on Wednesday's I uh, I episode know of the party Rogan Experience. That was. Oh, I bet mean, it was the Democrats. Yeah,
1: the Republicans wouldn't have done it.
0: No, uh, it was all first of all incredibly effing surreal because. Uh, I was the guy who was, you know, wrestling in flea markets looking for free corn dogs and hot dogs. Uh, Not only did the political party ask uh, the former WWE champ to run, but also presented him with data about how a presidential election featuring The Rock would play out. Well, they had all this data said that if it happens, here are the results. It was really effing deep, he told Rogan. I started to think, again, it's surreal because that's never been my goal. I appreciate it. I'm honored. It made me think uh, it's either this incredible thing. I've got some pretty decent leadership skills or things are just so effed top. <laughs> uh, uh, I, everybody likes the rock, you know? Yeah. Everybody likes him. He seems like a very, a swell guy. Um, if you're Dwayne the Rock why would you wanna why would you wanna risk that? Because it you, immediately when you say I'm running, half the country's gonna hate you.
1: Well, I mean, just look at Donald Trump. Everybody loved him before right. he ran. Yeah. I mean, and he Even
0: if you know, the guy's gonna probably if he if he were to run, he'd run as a Democrat, I'm sure. hmm
1: uh-huh.
0: Um and I mean I'm sure there'd be some indep- I'm sure there would be some people who would uh, on the Republican side who may go, well, maybe, but then, okay, listen to his politics and everything else. It No, I don't, I don't think it would work out well for him.
1: I, I can't see being a public, I mean, this is, it's the reason why Oprah Winfrey has not run for president. Right. Because everybody loves her, and she loves yeah. that everybody loves her. She wants yeah. to be loved. And she just dipped her toe in and she got some hate and she didn't like the feeling of it. And I I don't know if it's that because I think
0: she's, I I don't think that she's worried about the hate only because I think if you're Oprah, you're kind of used to it. Um, at, at least the superficial hate that may be out there. I think if you're Oprah, what's, I mean, unless you truly, truly believe you can save the country, okay, Um, what's the need for you to run? I mean, again, you're Oprah Winfrey. All you have to do is get in front of a camera and say, here's what I think we should be doing. And a lot of the country may just agree with you because you're Oprah. Like, you don't have to run for president to affect change if you're Oprah Winfrey. You can just speak it into existence and there are going to be people who go, well, Oprah says we should do this, so we should maybe listen.
1: Well, and I want to make it clear that there's no one that peop- that the powers that be would love more than a figurehead with popularity like that. Yeah. Because in the end, it's going to be the same people coming in trying to run the same government, and they're all just going to be using her and her popularity the same way with The Rock. They would just use his popularity to keep... The powers that are there now, there.
0: I will say this. I would absolutely take the uh, the rock over Joe Biden right now as president of the United States. Well,
1: not just Joe Biden. I mean, even Kamala Harris or um, some of the I- other people that have stood up. Uh, what's his name out in California?
0: Gavin Newsom.
1: Gavin Newsom. I mean, the rock would be 10 times better than any of those guys.
0: I'm just thinking, I'm just going with maybe people would respect the United States a little bit or fear the United States a little bit if Dwayne the Rock Johnson came out and was president. And they'd be like, ah, crap, we got to deal with this guy versus Joe. Because Joe, Joe doesn't intimidate anybody. Joe doesn't, you know, no, no foreign leaders are like, oh man, I don't want to visit with Joe Biden. I mean, that guy, he's intimidating, you know, you put Oprah up there. You put The Rock up there. There's probably going to be some people intimidated by having to deal with one of those two. Maybe. Just saying. (laughs) Definitely more than Joe Biden, uh, they would be intimidated.
1: Yeah, but I I mean, I feel like we had the same thing with Donald Trump. You know, there was an intimidation factor. There was a, hey, you're going to pay your fair share. There was a, hey, I see what you're doing. You're not going to get away with it attitude. And when they were honestly getting away with it for so many years. I mean, literally so many years that they were getting away with certain things. Um, for example, not paying their part of the, uh, the NATO. Um, I mean, those kind of things and Donald Trump looks them right in the eye and tells them that they're going to do it. I mean, I think he had an intimidation factor and, Oh yeah. uh, Joe does kind of uh, Joe has nothing. I mean he never has though. I mean even when he had his brain he didn't have an intimidation factor I don't think.
0: Uh he was a little bit more intimidating I think back in the day. Not not so much now. Well, that's, now that's
1: now Jill's got to hold his hand and take him everywhere he goes.
0: Yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh let's see Matt tell folks what we've been drinking this evening and let's get into a uh, a little bit of the uh, the review.
1: All right, we've been drinking the uh, Balconis Brimstone. Now, um, a little bit more of uh, Balcones just recently, as in last year, got bought out by Diageo. I don't know if you know who Diageo is, but they're a very, very large company. They do a lot of. They're apparently out of England. They do a lot of the importing. Um, they apparently own other brands as well. I think one of the ones I saw was Bullet. So that always worries me when large companies come in and buy a small one, the small distillery. Are you going to keep doing what you're doing, or are you just using the name to sell other crap that you've already got hanging out somewhere? (laughs) I don't know. But as far as I can tell, nothing's changed yet, which is always good. But uh, uh, Balconis Brimstone, uh, made from roasted blue corn, and i'll tell you it you can smell as soon as you pop the the top off you can smell the smoke coming out of it right but it also has a sweetness to it that um i guess because of the corn or or whatever that is honestly surprising with something like this you want to think of along the lines of um you know you go to a fair and you buy the stick corn that has the uh the seasoning all over it. Yeah. That's kind of the direction I get out of the smell and some of the flavors you get oh, like that barbecue um seasoning um uh that 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 kind of thing. Um now I w- the the taste is also it's it's kind of sweet. You can taste the corn in it which um because you can taste the corn it also kind of pushes me towards that fair corn or something like that because you got that smoky um taste to it but you also have this sweet corn yeah. and then it also has a viscosity that surprises me because it's been a while since I've opened this and it it all honestly kind of coats your tongue in a way that a, a I love it when that happens. I mean, I like the thicker whiskeys. and And it has this coating that, to me, almost makes it feel like butter going across your tongue. And so, all of that together gives you, honestly, almost like a buttered corn barbecue kind of feeling flavor there. Yeah. And I don't know if... I know that people think, oh, I don't know if I'd like that in a whiskey... But it works.
0: It's so different. It It is, it, it's, uh, because it's not like a peaty. No, it doesn't I, I taste say like peat at all. It It is a, it's a smoky, it's, it's like, it's like going to, <laughs> it's like going into a big barbecue pit. And, 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 you know, maybe you're chowing down on some barbecue and you get a little bit of that, uh, sweet rub or some of that sweet barbecue sauce that's on there, but you get that, it's like a smoky, good smoky flavor on the ribs you know what i'm talking about
1: no i know what you're talking about
0: uh, it, it's it's kind of that it, it it's that with it. it that's what it comes with i mean uh it, it's it's a real neat uh real neat uh, taste to it uh you know real real nice smell to it and it's uh it, it you get a like a, um when when you know on the on on the finish it's it's a uh you get a it, like you said it coats your mouth really mhm So you get a long finish and that smoke just stays with you. Yeah. Uh, And it's a, it's a sweet smoke that stays with you.
1: Yeah. And, um, again, as last, last week, I said the same thing and it kind of, you know, it's one of those things you don't expect to feel, but the finish really like it it coats, you've got that, uh, almost herbal minty flavor. And, um, some of the, the notes that I've seen actually other people got that as well. But it's like um, it it almost has like not like a bright mint, but like an herbal kind of mild mint that kind of just hangs on. And it's it's actually very, uh, of course, in the smoke. The smoke does not go away. And if you've ever had a really good smoky whiskey, you know you can't drink something else after it and get any of the flavors from it because that smoke stays with you. Yeah. But and
0: again, I, I think this is something that it, it depends on your <clears throat> a little bit on your taste buds. I think uh, you know wh- whether you're going to really be a big fan of this or not. Uh, to me, I enjoyed it. I it, I wasn't you know uh, through the roof about it or anything. I've had better. Uh, from Balconies, this to me is just a, it's a, it's a good, I wouldn't even say an everyday drink, but a, uh, it's good for this time of year, I think. like It, just it does feel like one of those that you could pour and sit outside near an outdoor fire pit and just enjoy it.
1: I would call it a mood drink. Like you see it in yourself and you're like, oh, I'm not in the mood. And you see it again, I'm not in the mood. But then you see it one day and you're like, Oh yeah, I feel like that today.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, and I think it would be interesting, uh, even because it's not at a bad price point.
1: Oh no, it's, uh, I think it's right about fifty dollars or so, forty nine ninety nine, yes. some in most places.
0: So, and I've actually seen some people who have used it in like a uh, uh, sazerac. Uh, I've seen some mm. people who have used it even as a uh, like as a smoky old fashioned. Uh, where, uh, you know, that, that might be something you would think about. Uh, if you really want to change things up a little bit, you don't have to drink it, uh, just neat like we do. Uh, you could change it up a little bit, maybe, uh, maybe mix it as a cocktail. And I think it could bring a kind of a whole new flavor to some of those traditional cocktails that people, uh, people have.
1: Absolutely. And I always like a, a smoked old fashioned, uh, especially if you like actually put the smoke in there, lift it off it just. It's fun.
0: Yeah, my wife bought me a, um, a smoking kit.
1: Yeah, I've got one too. It's and fantastic. so I'm going to have to
0: try that out, I think, this week. I'm going to have to uh, try out the smoke. Uh, I'll, probably, I'll probably do it after Thanksgiving. So that way, you know, if I do burn anything down, it'll be after Thanksgiving. So
1: that'd probably be a good idea. Your in yeah, laws would I be very so. unhappy if you, you know, burn down the house before they got there. I know,
0: because we've got to move Thanksgiving somewhere. we got a barn. Now it's that fine. you
1: think about it,
0: <laughs> fine it'll be we just fine uh, uh let's see uh do want to thank uh, everyone for uh tuning in uh, remember you can uh, follow matt and i on social media at matt martin radio on the x you can also follow me on the x as well at Chat hd radio uh we're uh we'll, we'll we've got another uh, we'll do another podcast next week i guess it'll be a black friday podcast
1: black friday podcast.
0: uh when we record it it'll be uh, dropping on Saturday.
1: Now, I will say this, and and I just want to say this for just just in case, but they have said that the podcasts next week may take longer to get into places like Apple, because even though we're approved and everything, they still have to hit a button or something to send us through. I don't know. Ah. Uh, And so they said that the podcasts, even though we will post it just like always, it may take a little longer on some platforms than it does on others.
0: Okay. Oh, uh, before we wrap it up, before we wrap it up, just real quickly, uh, because I I did say that we would mention that we would uh, bring this up last week. Uh, For those of you looking for some wines, maybe, uh, for Thanksgiving, uh, for red, and and I don't, Matt, you and I are both big red drinkers. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're looking for uh, some good uh, red wines, Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir is kind of that uh red thanksgiving stand bright that you it can has go the with.
1: brighter kind of flavors to it
0: yeah so uh you can go with uh with a nice little pinot noir that's always really good uh you can also go uh with uh some people like the merlots uh, i'm not a big merlot fan but you can go with a merlot uh a cabernet franc uh you can go with a cabernet franc that's uh th- that's going to be uh, a little bit lighter uh then uh, like a uh, that a cab uh I'm a big bold red fan. So uh if if it were up to me I'd be breaking the rules all the time. Uh when I do uh which wines? Uh just give me the biggest boldest reds and I'm happy. I don't yeah. even care what I'm pairing it with. I just want a big bold red. Uh but uh Pinot Noir, that's the one to go with if you're looking for a uh for a red and then uh, if you're looking for a white, which I'm not a big white wine fan but uh there's uh the uh, the pinot gris uh that's out there that uh is uh it's it's a little bit more fruity and crisp than a chardonnay and yeah. so uh that's something that you should be on the lookout for again you're and gonna the, get a lot uh, brighter
1: flavors on that than you do with a chardonnay as well
0: absolutely yeah chardonnay you're gonna get more o oh, more a of a buttery mellow. oaky yeah yeah uh, flavor uh but uh, they also have the uh, sauvignon blanc uh which mm-hmm. is uh which is a pretty good um, uh, pretty good uh white wine as well that you can pair with uh some of your thanksgiving meals
1: right and since uh, of course if you're going to have the brisket you can go all the way to the uh to the cab but you know if you're yeah. you're drink- you got a turkey you know a lot of people like the lighter fare with that yeah.
0: Or if, if you're going with a brisket, uh, maybe you just bust out a bourbon and
1: you sit there well, and you enjoy. That's probably what I'm going to do no matter what it is.
0: There you go. Matt, uh, you guys have a happy Thanksgiving.
1: You too, Chad.
0: And uh, everyone who uh, who is downloading the podcast today, have a happy Thanksgiving as well. And don't forget, uh, you can also download the Chad Easty Show podcast. Anywhere where you get your podcast from, you can Uh, Follow and uh, enjoy. And don't forget, you can email us, caskerspod at gmail.com. That's caskerspod at gmail.com. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy life and cheers.